The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, July 20th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life, she can rest so easily She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. Oh, my God. It's such a nice day here in Sonoma County. And, you know, before we get started, I just want to send condolences to the John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis's family. He passed away at 80 years old on Friday. You know, it was a reminder. It's so interesting as I was watching and listening to all the acclimates and the the films that happened when he was protesting during the civil rights movements and what happened in Selma, Alabama, when he was almost killed, actually. Uh, I start thinking about what's happening today. You know, here in Sonoma County, we had an incident where a dog was put on a, a young man, and they couldn't even pull the dog off. And I remember the dogs that were being put on people during the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, it just it just brought back all kinds of memories. And then all of a sudden, the protests that are going on in Oregon, and all of a sudden, Homeland Security says we're not leaving. You know, it just reminds me of the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, it, it, it feels like these things never stop. And it's very important that we look at that. We look at our history. You know, I have a very, very special guest joining me on the phone today, Demetra Smith, who's the chair of the Sonoma County Human Rights Commission. And we'll be talking about a new report that has come out from the commission, from the Sonoma County Commission on Human Rights, which the name of the, uh, it's really interesting. It's called the Sonoma County Commission on Human Rights Releases Comprehensive Report on Police Violence. And if you remember last week, I uh, interviewed a woman by the name of Mary Moore, and she talked about a report that came into Sonoma County in the year 2000. I mean, this has just been going on uh, a long time. You know, this report was inspired again, an event that happened that was so st- upsetting to me happened right here in Sonoma County in Santa Rosa on May 30th where protesters were confronted by the Santa Rosa police with rubber bullets and tear gas I mean come on people are protesting peacefully this is our first amendment rights I mean everybody's hysterical about these masks you know and mad what's a mask put the mask on protect yourself and protect other people but what when you have police coming in and shooting rubber bullets at at protesters who are peacefully protesting that's something to get upset about you know it's really uh, it, it's 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 mind-boggling to me you know, it really is. You know, Mary Moore in 2000, again, they did a comprehensive report, which has, was provided by the California Advisory uh, Committee to the U.S. Uh, Commission on uh, Civil Rights about community concerns about law enforcement in Sonoma County. This was 2000. That was 20 years ago. They made all kinds of recommendations. Imagine if some of those recommendations would have been followed. Um 
you know, we might have some changes. And, you know, I read both of the reports. They're very long and extensive, and I'm telling you, they're not exciting to read. But they're important to read because as citizens, we have to understand what's going on and where these rules come from, where these laws come from, and what kind of jeopardy that we're in. You know, it is really very, very interesting to me. And across the nation, you know, we're we're struggling with this pandemic. And I saw an interview this morning with a representative from Florida, and he's denying that Florida has a problem when they're the epicenter now of the pandemic. You know, they've had over 4,000 deaths. How much more proof do you need that we are in peril, in danger, that we have to be very, very careful? And, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I had an experience where I saw a group photo, and everybody's really happy. They're all at the beach, but they're not wearing any masks. So what that says to the public is, hey, it's okay to go out. We don't have to protect ourselves. Well, folks, we are in a pandemic, and it is dangerous. It is affecting all levels, children, young adults, in their 30s, older people. I mean, look at what's happening in these uh, in these uh, retirement homes. I mean, people are dying. We have to pay attention. It's like we're not paying attention to the mass. We don't pay attention to the police to violence. I mean, what what's going on here? We have to pay attention, particularly women. And women are doing a lot, I have to say. I want to do a shout-out to the League of Women Voters. I hope folks remember I had them on last week that they were doing this wonderful, wonderful uh, presentation on how to run for city city or town council. And it was absolutely wonderful. It really was. It was very, very informative. And, you know, what's so exciting about it is we live in a time in technology when you do something, it's recorded and everybody can see it. So if you go on the league's uh, Facebook page. They have a they have a link to where you can go to hear the whole presentation, and then also on YouTube. If you just go League of Women Voters, then you'll see it'll come up a little icon that says, you know, this was the discussion on uh, how to run for city or town council. If you're interested, it's very interesting to watch. But also as a citizen. What I found fascinating about it is, is because I can begin to understand what some of the people go through in order to get elected. It's a very, very complex process, and also there's some expense to it. So as I listened to it, I said to myself, you know, no wonder we're in such trouble, folks. We need finance reform so everybody can run for office. I mean, we're supposed to be living in a democracy That means all of us are supposed to be equal and have equal opportunities. But it doesn't seem to be working that way. It really doesn't. And also there's a task force that's being formed. And I hope to to address law enforcement here in Sonoma County. And I hope the powers that be are listening to Demetra's interview this morning. Because she has some very important things to say. You know, this is a young woman who has dedicated her life to human rights and has the, the report that they wrote is exquisite. It is so well written and so easy to understand. And what you walk away with is we need reform and we need everybody working together. I don't care if you're the police chief of a county. I don't care if you are the president of the United States. We are all in this together. 
and we have to make sure that all of us are taken care of. I know that's, that sounds like an impossible task, and from the way things look, it looks kind of impossible. But I think if we put our heads to it, and our minds to it, and our hearts to it, and start researching and understand what is truth and what is propaganda, I think we will get a lot further. And to prove that, you know, it's really interesting. Today of all days, first of all, today is a very important day because on July 20th, well, actually it was July 19th and July 20th, the Seneca Falls Convention, the country's first women's rights convention, was held in Seneca Falls, New York And it began the women's rights movement. And I'm going to read you something that I pulled out of the the computer because our history is our strength. And most of us have no idea what happened in the past. There's a wonderful, uh, (coughs) excuse me, I have allergies. There's a wonderful, wonderful film uh, on PBS called The Vote. And I was shocked when when I watched it because I had no idea of how much horror that women went through to get the vote. You know, I knew I've seen bits and pieces. I saw Iron Jawed Angels. I've watched many, many documentaries. But this documentary on PBS called The Vote, Part 1 and 2, really gives you a full picture and also gives you a full picture of what African-American women went through and how they supported the suffrage movement and they knew that they would not be able to vote. I mean, women sacrifice so much to give us the right to vote, to give us the right to own property. And when you watch the vote, you say to yourself, who are these men? They were throwing beer bottles at the women. Why? Because they wanted equal rights. What a shame on you. You want equal rights. How dare you? You know, it really is enough. You know, I'll tell you something. Women have got to be stronger than they are. They have to quit agreeing with men. They have to start standing up for themselves and standing up for the children. And I don't have anything against men. I have a wonderful man in my life. And there are many, many wonderful men out there who will join us. But it's not 100%, especially when you look at some of these white officials that are up there saying, oh, no birth control, you know, women shouldn't have abortion, all the things, take away their choice. I mean, come on, give me a break. So anyway, we're gonna. I'm going to read this to you. I know I sound a little bit... Uh, I'm I'm upset. I'm really upset. I cannot believe what is happening. It is heartbreaking to me. I'm an 80-year-old woman. I, I, I mean, the civil rights movement was bad enough. You know, protesting the Vietnam War. I remember when those two students were killed at, at Kent State. That was bad enough. But now here we are in 2020 celebrating a hundred years since we got the vote and now they're saying that their your insurance does, your employee has to give the insurance permission to give you birth control oh god i mean come on before you know it there won't be any women in legislation that'll be outlawed too <coughs> anyway i'm going to read about the seneca falls convention it was the first women's right convention It advertised itself as a convention to discuss the social, civil, and religious conditions and rights of women. Held in the Westland Chapel of the town in Seneca Falls, New York, it spanned two days over July 19th and 20th, 1848. Ladies, that was 172 years ago. 
and we're still fighting for our rights, even though we have the right to vote. Taken together, they had resolutions that demanded that women should have equality in the family. You know what that meant, equality in the family? That meant if she wanted to leave her husband, she could get her children. Or if she had to have money, if it was her money, it was her money, and she could share it if she wanted to, but it didn't have to be automatically turned over. There was a demand for education, jobs, and to look at religion and the morality and what they were preaching. One of the Mid-Clock women selected the Declaration of Independence from 1776 as a model for the declaration they wanted to make at their own invention. What a powerful declaration that was. We celebrate it every year on July 4th. You know, do people even know besides shooting off firecrackers what July 4th really means? The long-term effects of the convention were that women finally gained the right to vote and later equality with men. The Seneca Falls Convention was also a turning point in the history because it set the women's rights movement into motion. Very, very, very interesting. And then they had what was known as the Declaration of Sentiments and Resolutions drafted by Emily Standen Caton for the Women's Rights Convention at Seneca Falls. It was based on, again, she based it on the American Declaration of Independence in 1776. So let's just think about it. 172 years ago was the first time that women gathered and said, hey, we want equality, we want rights, we want to be acknowledged as human beings, as citizens of a country. And then 72 years later, we get the vote, and here we are 172 years later, and we still have not got our rights. We still don't have an Equal Rights Amendment. And we still see these clusters of men signing legislation that tells us that we have no right to choose over our own bodies. Amazing. Amazing. Well, another thing that's very, very important, I think, and that's I I do a shout-out, happy birthday, because on July 22nd, 1849, and she passed away in 1887, Emma Lazarus, a poet, wrote The New Colossus in 1883, which was later inscribed on the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And where are we in 2020? Grabbing children from their mothers in the border? Let's think about that. My grandmother came from Russia. She would travel third class with a loaf of bread coming from Russia all the way to the United States. When she said, when she saw that Statue of Liberty, she threw herself on the ground and said, thank God I'm going to be an American. Look at us today. I mean, I can't believe it. And it's upsetting. You know, and I don't like to come on the air and bring about all kinds of upsetting things. I like to be positive. I like to be uplifted. I like to believe in spirituality that all things happen for their highest and greatest good. So I'm going to tell you I am holding on to that thought that everything is happening for our greatest and good because what is happening is everything's on the table. We see the truth. And there's an old saying, the truth will set us free. 
And that freedom is when we stand up and say enough is enough. We want values. We want morals. We want morality. We want an end to war. Not just wars on the battlefield, but wars in our own cities, in our own states. We have to come to that kind of place. And then we'll see that we can have movement and we can have change. But if we're divided the way we are now, it's never going to happen. I mean, let's look at our division. We're divided in sexes, man, woman, religion, neighborhoods, positions, salaries, all these things that divide us, color of skin. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, I have a, a saying that when I talk to my women of color friends, I say, we're sisters under the skin. It doesn't matter what color you are. We are women. We are sisters under the skin. It's ridiculous what's going on. Well, that's enough of my rant. That's enough of my rant today. So I'm going to play a very special song. And this song is called Standing on the Shoulders, and it's by Earth Mama. And the reason I'm playing that song is, here it is, 172 years since these women had the courage to gather and to make a statement to say, we, the women of the United States, demand equal rights. We demand the right to vote. Took us 72 years to get there, but we got there. And we can get where we want to be here in 2020. So let's go ahead and listen to the song, Ken. And when we get back, when we come back, I'm going to be talking to Demetra Smith, who's going to talk about the uh, Human Rights Commission here in Sonoma County and the wonderful, wonderful report that they wrote. Standing on the shoulders of the ones who came before me I am stronger for their courage I am wiser for their words I am lifted by their longing For a fair and brighter future I am grateful for their vision For their toiling on this earth We are standing on the shoulders Of the ones who came before us They are saints and they are humans They are angels, they are friends We can see beyond the struggle Troubles and the challenge When we know that by our efforts Things will be better in the end
by the passion for our liberty. I love that song. Well, I don't know what's going on here, but I have, we cannot get a hold of Demetra Smith. And so I would appreciate it if she is out there listening to dial us at 545-8318. That's 707-545-8318. And um, I'm sorry, folks. So we're going to have to go into Plan B today. And that is we're going to play some songs and just do things a little bit different. And, you know, it, it's it's really interesting. I'm, I'm really doing the radio show is a real... Oh, how can I say it? It's a real responsibility that I feel that I have. And one of the things I feel is important is that we all come together and talk to one another and start expressing to one another. And for heaven's sakes, wear a mask. I mean, I was listening to this interview with this, uh, with this representative from Florida and he was refused to wear a mask and his logic was so illogical. I really could not understand it. I really could not. So let's go and let's play another song. You know, there's so many things that are going on. I'm going to give Ken this song. Ken, there's a second song that we're going to play, and it's called By My Silence. And it's a song sung by uh, uh, Ellen Bookstale and Nick Arnis. And this, is, this song has become such a song for me, I mean, in so many ways, because by our silence, we give permission. You know, if we don't stand up to some of the things that are happening, we're saying it's okay. If we don't stand up against police to violence and if we don't stand up in our community and say we want sort of some sort of reform, we're saying it's okay. We're saying it's okay to do the things that we're doing. And it's not okay. 
you know, we live in a free country. We have a constitution. We have First Amendment rights. And those are the things that must be upheld. You know, I'm really sorry Demetra is not here because they have done an extensive report and they're really trying to go in front of the Board of Supervisors, in front of the City Council and get folks to do something. But you know something? It's a, it's a rough one. <laughs> it's a rough to get politicians to change and to do something different because they have so many people to answer to. And I really believe, you know, if I was a politician, one of the things I would say when someone wants me to do something that maybe is not right, I would ask, is it good for the children? Is it good for the community? Why do I want to go in that direction? You know, it's it's really, really interesting. There's also a Bohemian article. There's a there's a Bohemian Guard article that was written by Demetra Smith that you might be might be interested in listening to, or rather reading, in the Bohemian. So let's go ahead and play "By My Silence" by Ellen Buxtell. And when we come back, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna look at one of my poetries and maybe read a poem to you folks, and just just sit back and relax, and I'll just take the show for myself. But. Just in case, if Demetra is out there, Demetra is out there listening, uh, give us a call at 545-8318. No, 0318. Oh, excuse me, 545-0318. That's 545-0318. Anybody listening out there, if you could pass that message on, I would appreciate it. So let's go ahead and play by my silence. Not a communist, so when they came for the communists, I held my tongue. I minded my own business like a good neighbor. I trusted that justice was done. I didn't ask what was their crime, it was their sadness, wasn't mine. I didn't care. Where they were sent By my silence I gave my consent By my silence I gave my consent I am not Jewish So when they came for the Jews I had nothing to say Branded with stars like cattle in boxcars And then taken away I didn't ask what was their crime It was their sadness Wasn't mine I didn't care where they were sent For my silence I gave my consent by my silence, I gave my consent. I didn't care when they came for the unionists, came for the socialists, took the powerless. I'm not a terrorist, I'm not an immigrant, I'm native born, faithfully ignorant. I didn't care. What was their crime? Till their sorrow turned into mine Their sorrow turned into mine 
Well, I was okay, cause I was a citizen, and I was free. I didn't care, now there's nobody there, no one to speak out for me. At the time I believed, it never happened to me. I didn't know what it meant For my silence to give my consent For my silence to be my consent For my silence give my consent By my silence, I give my consent. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and my name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And I have a real fear. I think we might have had the wrong phone number for Demetra. So if you could please, if anybody is out there, give her a call and have her call us at 545-0318. I'm really sorry about that. It looks like I might have had the wrong number. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Hopefully I just feel terrible about this. But we're live radio, and sometimes every once in a while that happens, and I will make sure that I have her on next week to make sure that I have the right number if that's what happened. Anyway, I'm going to read a poem from you today, something that I wrote, and then after that we're going to play a song by a dear friend of mine, Linda Farrell, called Please Peace. Okay, here we go. Here's the poem I'm going to read. It's called Life. The sound of the garden is music to my ears. Delicate sounds help me cast away my fears. Leaves being caressed by the wind, moving gently through space. Winds touching my body, letting me know I am kin to the wind. Bees buzzing around the flowers make me aware, aware that our Mother Earth has so much to share. Butterflies flying from one petal to another makes me aware that there is not other. Only you and I planting seeds, watching our food grow, nurture and nature fulfilling our needs. The garden is my friend, showing me always the great mystery that creates abundance that has no end. The garden is my friend, showing me always the great mystery creates abundance that has no end. Isn't it true? Right now we're bringing in plums, and it's just amazing. I can't believe that we're just so abundant, so many plums, so many beautiful things from our garden. Amazing, amazing. Anyway, let's go ahead. We're going to play Linda Farrow, Please Peace. And when we come back, I'm going to do a little commentary, and then I'll read another poem. And like I said, if Demetra Smith is out there and she can hear this show, I hope she was streaming. If she could call us at 545-0318. It looks like we might have the wrong phone number here to call her, and I'm really sorry about that, folks. But let's go ahead and listen to Please Peace by Linda Farrell. What were you thinking? What did you think we'd do? Stay small, stay silent, or think more like you. Go ahead and try to sleep tonight. We will stay awake. We will keep watching for our 
Welcome back. You're listening to Elaine B. Holtz on Women's Spaces. And uh, today's going to be a special program I'm, because I don't know what happened. I think I had the wrong phone number, and I apologize for that. But another thing I was thinking, since I did have this time and this space to share with you, I thought maybe we need some words of upliftment. And there's something that I read every single day. It's called The Ten Words to the Creative Spirit. And it was written by Ken Norton's mentor, uh, Dr. William Hermans. It's really interesting. Dr. Hermans uh, was a uh, German citizen who came to the United States uh, during the time when uh, Germany was starting its Holocaust. And uh, very, very interesting that he was a professor here, a sociology professor. And he served during World War One, which was very interesting. And, and and at the time, at the time, he was a typical young man. You know, he wanted to serve the Kaiser. He wanted to serve in the army. He wanted to be a hero. You know, he was it. He was. He did get a. I think what what medal did he get, Ken? Iron Cross. He got the Iron Cross, which shows that he was really a dedicated soldier. But what happened is he was marching through a town with a, a group of soldiers, and suddenly he made eye contact with a woman who had, was holding a child. And he saw such fear in her eyes that all of a sudden, in that moment, he realized that war was not the answer. But at the same time, he was involved in the war. He had to stay there. He ended up later on being a prisoner of war, actually, in France for a while. And so... Out of all this came a human being that had an understanding of the devastation of war. I mean, he was part of it. And World War I was really devastating. That's when they first came out with poison gas. I mean, war, I mean, war when you think about it, is such a destructive action. It just, it's mind-boggling to me. Well, he wrote these ten words to the creative spirit. And I want to read them. And then after I read them, we're going to, uh, we're going to play another song. 
I think I'd like to play We Shall Overcome by Mahalia Jackson because that's where we are, folks. I mean, we have to, we have to have some spiritual essence. We have to have some, some, positive thoughts inside of us that help us to continue on because there's so much bad news lately. But I'd like to read these 10 words to the creative spirit. I think I think it, it really uplifts me every day. So here, let's go. And also, I will post them on Women's Spaces, www.womenspaces.com. I will definitely post it and you can have the 10 words there. And they inspire me each and every day. So let me read them. Here's number one. Give me grace so I walk uplifted through the day. Give me joy so my heart has enough and to spare for others. Give me peace so an angelic spirit accompanies me wherever I go. Give me love so darkness changes to sunshine where I am. Give me healing. So spirit is the light of the flesh. Give me mercy. So my free will will choose mercy. Now this is my favorite one. Give me trust. Give me trust. So no despair can grip my soul. Give me power. So I can speak with authority. Give me wisdom. So I cannot be bribed by intellect. Think about that one. Give me wisdom so I cannot be bribed by intellect. In other words, don't let all the propaganda flood my mind. Give me wisdom so my mind isn't busy and, you know, listening to this, listening to that. So I can, I will not be bribed. So I cannot be bribed by my intellect by getting the wrong ideas or thoughts inside of me. Give me feeling. So I can vibrate your truth. I read these every single day. They're right by my office. They're right by my computer. And I just look at it and I just glance. I go through it every single day. And no matter how many times I read it, I always come to the one line that means the most to me. Give me trust. So no despair can grip my soul. You know, right now I'm going through a little bit of a thing because I think I maybe put the wrong phone number. And I'm kind of beating myself up a little bit. And I have to trust. I have to trust that even though I made a mistake, that somehow it's okay. The mistake is okay. And we will be able to correct it and rectify it. But it's amazing what we go through. When we do these things or when we're not, we feel we haven't done the right thing or, or we're, you know, we're going to be condemned or we're going to be judged as bad. So I have to remind myself, give me trust, trust in myself, trust in the universe, trust in the people around me, trust in the world, which is hard to have. But I do trust it because there are so many people that are working hard to make changes. So I think it's important to think about this. And I also love this about power. Give me power so I can speak with authority. You know, it's interesting when you think about 172 years, they had this meeting at Seneca Falls, and women are still afraid to speak out. Women are still afraid to stand center and stand in their own beliefs and their own challenges. 
we cave in so many times. I think of Susan Collins when she voted for Kavanaugh. I think of all of all the women that voted for war. The only woman that I know that stood alone and said no war for a, particularly around Iraq was Congresswoman Barbara Lee from Oakland. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget listening to her and listening to her logic saying, listen, maybe we got to look at this a little bit more. Let's not jump so quickly. You know, using logic, using that thing that mothers use. And calm down, you know, take your time. You know how you tell your children, you kind of guide them. Same kind of idea. You know, what's the rush? Why rush to roar? There's no hurry. You know, why are we rushing to, to bombard these these protesters like that? I mean, you know, it's, come on, take it easy. Women are afraid to stand up, and it's time. We have to stand up. Our children's lives are in jeopardy. I mean, I think about they're trying to force them to go back to school. I mean, I can't, I'm afraid to go to a supermarket, you know, without my mask. And they're going to send all these kids in schools with no, with no kind of provisions, no kind of rules, no kinds of regulations. We need a national rule. Like everybody wears masks. You know, this is what happens when we go here. And we don't have that. It's, 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 it's everybody's confused. Is it real? Is it not real? Is it dangerous? Is it not dangerous? You know, you don't know what to believe. You know, I live with an engineer. He's, he believes in science. He says, we have to look at the science, always looking at the science. Dr. Fauci is trying to tell us, look at the science. You know, but at the same time, we're all scared and we're all making different decisions. And some of those decisions are going to hurt family members. That's why it's so important, this line. Give me power so I can speak with authority, so I can speak out and say, no, this is not right. Well, Lots to think about, but I like to think that's what Women's Spaces is about. It's a a time where we sit maybe for an hour. Those folks out there listening to me for, you know, for an hour, we can sit and we can think about the world. We can think about how we can change it. We can think about some of the things we can do, some of the things we don't want to do. You know, it's a time. But we will overcome we will overcome it, just like we've overcome all kinds of things. I mean, when you, you know, sometimes I was sitting, it was really interesting. I was sitting at the computer and I says, oh my God, it feels like I, I can just imagine what they must have like, felt like the liberal people, the people that had any kind of progressive ideas in Germany when Hitler was coming on the scene. You know, the nervousness of what's going to happen. No, or should we leave the country? No, let's not. I mean, all the different things that are going on that people go through. But yet that war ended. The war ended, and he did not defeat himself. He did not defeat. He did not get the thousand-year reign that he thought he was going to get. But it took many, many lives and a lot of unhappiness. For what? For what? Because one person decides they know what's best for everybody. I mean, it's really, it's really kind of sad. So let's listen to Mahalia Jackson sing one of my favorite songs. All these are my favorite songs, you know, and I like to play them all the way through because every song has a message, you know, and We Shall Overcome is a, is a long standing song. I mean, I remember when they first came out with it during the civil rights movement. And I remember watching one time John Lewis when he was a very young boy. I think he gave a uh, speech at the March on Washington, and there was an interview with him. And I remember afterwards they played the song, We Shall Overcome. And this man was beaten brutally, and yet he went on to be Congress's conscious. You know, so you see that things can be overcome, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle, and people get hurt. 
people separate from their families because of disagreements. All kinds of things happen, but we will overcome. So let's go ahead, Ken, and play We Shall Overcome by Mahalia Jackson. overcome i love that we shall overcome one day and i believe we will i really do i really believe we will well welcome back you're listening to women's spaces i'm your host elaine b holt and i'm happy to have you all with me you know this is a very special day it's 172 years ago my goodness that the women met for the first time to declare their they wanted equality and you know something we still haven't gotten it (laughs) But that's okay. In time, it'll happen. Well, I'm going to read another poem for you, and that I really think is is uh, you know it's one of my favorite poems that I wrote. You know, I write I write a lot of poetry. I actually have a poetry book, and if you go on my website, and you can see some of the poems there, especially the poem that I wrote. One of the things that I wrote called "I Am Women, I Am All Women." That's our signature poem here for the uh, radio show, Women's Spaces. So I'm going to read this poem called "Sweet Peace," and this is I remember writing it very, very late at night and crying while I write it. So. 
I'm going to read it to you. It's called Sweet Peace by Elaine B. Holtz. By the way, the B is for Beverly, or also reminds me I'm doing the best I can. I'm a beautiful child of the universe, and to be here now, and to make the best, to make the best of everything. And one last little thing, we're beekeepers. So I added that also. So that's what the B stands for. But the middle name is really Beverly. Well, let's go. Sweet Peace. It has been said... It is our nature to war. I wonder if this is true or it is an idea we can undo. Nature is the mystery we are all part of. Nature can be unpredictable and at times out of control. Yet nature can be shifted and rearranged. If it's true that war is our nature, why can't we shift and rearrange and bring about change. Perhaps plant new seeds in our garden called the brain, like planting seeds of love to replace seeds of hate, like planting seeds of compassion and empathy to replace seeds of indifference and apathy, like planting seeds of faith to replace seeds of fear, all growing and knowing the seeds of peace and justice are slowly sowing. Suddenly the flower of change appears, causing the thought of war disappears. Our nature is changed. Our thoughts and ideas have been rearranged. Peace begins to sprout. Sweet peace. My soul feels at ease. Sweet peace. My belly is full and my feet are warm. Sweet peace. I can leave my heart and door open. It's up to you and I to see there is no other. There is only we. And we long to live in peace. Sweet peace. How I long for you. Sweet peace. Sweet peace. Sweet peace. You know, that really when you, that moment of silence in between me talking, that's peace. Peace is quiet. Peace is free. Peace makes you feel good. I love when I feel at peace. I pray one day the whole planet becomes in peace. So I'm going to play another song that I like, and then I think it's going to kind of wrap the show up for us. It's called No More War by Becky Hobbs. And, you know, she has a a line in there, when women rule the roar, there will be world, there will be no war. Well, well, that was the whole idea at Seneca Falls. We thought if we could have the vote, if we could have more power as women, as mothers, as wives, as people who cared, that we could end the carnage of war. So let's go ahead, Ken, with Becky Hobbs, No More War.
that song. This is Elaine B. Holt again with Women's Spaces, and I'm going to end with a quick poem here that was written for my dear friend Debbie Magers, a five-year-old grandson, Max. Here's what Max had to say, and this, I think, really sums it all up for Max. Come play with me. I do not care if you come from afar or what color you are. Come play with me. Come play with me. Come play with me. Wow. That, to me, is one of the most powerful little poems that I ever wrote. Well, folks, that's it for our shows. I want to give myself a special thank you for being able to produce a show on my feet this way. I mean, it's amazing. I'm really sorry. I think there was a little mistake made and that we will rectify. You know, reminder, tell your friends that Women's Spaces will be aired again tonight at 11 p.m. on 89.1 Monday evenings. I'm excited. I get to listen to my own program. Also, I want to let you know that I'm available for speaking engagements. If you have any birthdays or anniversaries, you'd like to have in the air, please do not hesitate to email me at E-L-A-I-N-E at W-O-M-E-N-S-S-P-A-C-E-S dot com. That's Elaine at womenspaces.com. And a reminder, a reminder, our children are the future, and we must never lose sight of that. Why do I say that? Because it's so important to understand, without today's investment, tomorrow doesn't look that good. Our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want to encourage you, do something today for peace. And wear your mask. Wash your hands. Distance speak spacing. It's very important. We have to protect ourselves and each other. She's patient and she's waiting and she'll take you home now. The woman in your life, she can wait so The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, July 20th, 2020.